Welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. The best interviews that I get are those from entrepreneurs that have really had a broad width of experience, that they've not only started maybe in the marketing department or as a bagger um, and then elevate themselves to the CEO position. Uh, Brad Sharon is one of those people, the CEO of Aloha, uh, that joins us today, um, a new plant-based product a new plant-based category that's really changing the way consumers are shopping and eating and the way supermarkets are merchandising these products. So it's a very timely conversation. Um, and Brad, welcome to Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you, Phil. appreciate you having me. So let me start with the most uncomfortable part, um, the pandemic. So how has Aloha had to shift during the pandemic? And what changes, if any, have you had to make? And how do you see the industry changing as a whole? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Uh, it's something obviously we're still dealing with, um, even as we come out of the pandemic. Uh, and so the next question is, okay, now what? Uh, so we, we, before the pandemic, you know, we're a small company, we're, we're relatively lean. Uh, we operate very efficiently. So some younger companies or startups have a home run mentality where they're just going to go for growth at all costs and they're going to make it work. And, and as an operator, a classically trained operator, um, as someone who I'm always thinking about the risk reward prop propositions, uh, that wasn't really my model. Uh, and so we were lean coming into the pandemic. So we didn't have to take all this growth that we were planning for. The growth didn't materialize. And then you cut, 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 cut to try to survive. Uh, we were already well positioned. The category did not do well. The categories we play in of, of protein bars and protein drinks did not do well in the pandemic. Consumers weren't on the go. They weren't out being active. They were hunkering down. Uh, I'm always looking at the proportionality of sales of healthy products and like protein bars versus alcohol. And alcohol certainly won, uh, even in my own household. Alcohol won. That's great. Um, but, but the category didn't. Despite that, because of some of the trends of plant-based, organic, clean, uh, the consumers are still looking for those. Now, if you find a brand that embodies that, but also has great taste, great texture, great kind of food design, which is the hallmark of any good brand in the supermarket, uh, we were able to survive and thrive. And now the question is, how do we take some of that great repeat, that great brand, uh, brand story, and bring it out to the world where consumers are now active and anxious to go back to uh, uh, an exterior uh, uh, a really vivacious life. So you've had senior positions at Chobani, at Kind, um, other major food companies. Um, what was probably the best learning for you, having gone through that uh, school, if you would, of, of CPG when you went to start Aloha? Well, you know, and even before that, I was trained up at Frito Lay uh, as part of PepsiCo, the most entrepreneurial uh, division of Pepsi. Uh, down in Dallas, Texas, where where is where I went after I got my MBA, and I learned really from a great management team down there uh, about product availability, product positioning, uh, product supply, uh, and retail math. You know, I think a lot of young companies forget the retail math component. The job of any startup is to stay in business so you can scale and grow. A lot of people forget that, uh, and so I learned that at Freedom. Uh, I learned about how do you how do you make a PL and how do you design product innovation. That, that can grow as part of your portfolio as opposed to bring it all down. Um, 
Uh, I learned a lot at Chobani. At Chobani, when I went into there, it, there was no marketing department, and I was largely leading product and marketing. Um, and it was the it was a story about the founder who's incredible and should be a source of inspiration for any entrepreneur to be perfectly candid. Um, but it was a story about him, and it wasn't as much a story about the brand and the product. At that time, we had uh, uh, all the attention of YoPlay and Bannon. Uh, they were aware of us by then. This was not some young fly by the seat of your pants upstart that you didn't need to pay attention to. They were hemorrhaging share. And the reason is it was a better product. Uh, it was a better product than what they were making. At Aloha, we have a better product. You know, they, so they had yogurt and all yogurt's healthy and they had Greek yogurt and all isn't all Greek yogurt the same. And the answer is no, it's not. Same with plant-based, same with organic. It's not all the same. Consumers have an appetite of choices, an opportunity to choose whatever they want. But at Chobani, I learned not to be afraid of the firefight. When everyone's uh, guns are aimed at you, uh, you take that as an opportunity to differentiate and to showcase why you're special and different uh, and not be intimidated by their scale and their size. So when, when I hear you talk about you know, the lessons learned, if you would, and the fact that a lot of food startups um, have not gone through that. And a lot of them um, last um, as long as their bank accounts last, and then they're out of business because they don't have that long-term strategy. Um, let's talk about plant-based because there's been a lot of innovation and startups in the plant-based space. Um, you've explained why Aloha separates yourself from those. Uh, and certainly with your experience, that's an easy one to see. Um, how big of a trend is plant-based and where where do you think it's going and what's the kind of innovation that plant-based really needs yeah look i think it's uh it's a great question if i knew all the answers we'd be doing everything right and, and we'd already be huge uh i do very very little right and i have a good team of people that keep me uh, on the straight and narrow um which is i guess another good lesson is surround yourself with people much better than you are uh, and i'm fortunate to have that kind of team of people um Look, all plant-based is not equal. What's going to be positive about plant-based? Look, there is a non-dairy, alt-dairy, alt-protein trend. It's not a fad. It's not a drop in the pan. Uh, Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, Oatly, they ain't going away. Um, the consumer is saying, look, there's, there's many reasons why I want to have and try plant-based. Uh, we'll talk about the barriers to that in a second, but what are the benefits of it? Sustainability, uh, sustainable agriculture, um, a better bio biochemistry. I'm, I'm a hockey player, not a bioengineer. And so um, I don't know much about, stop, I, know, I know stop the puck, stop the puck, keep the puck out of the net. I know that. But the body does better with, um, with, with good plant-based nutrition, which is why some of the NFL teams are buying directly from us now for their players. And it didn't just start at that movie Game Changers on Netflix. Um, there's really good science behind it. Uh, and then the third-party identifiers, people certifying that this plant-based is nutritionally superior. Um, it is sustainably raised. It is, does have the absence of negatives that consumers are looking for when they check off labels on the back of their ingredients or they look at what the brand and the product stand for. There are check marks that make them think and make them believe that they're making a smart decision because they are. What are some of the obstacles, in my opinion? A lot, largely sensorial. I think taste and texture. Um, I don't know if you ever had, I mean, I was a big Diet Coke drinker 20 years ago. 
and going from a regular pop to a diet soda uh, was a big change until you got used to the aspartame pretty much in it. Consumers have to come and, and graduate from dairy and whey to, um, to plant-based. Now, there are companies like uh, Brave, uh, Brave Robot Yogurt that are alt protein that are taking fungi or whatever the smart people do to take protein and you know, not animal protein and make it taste like animal protein. Um, we've been able to solve for texture and taste largely versus some of our competitors in the protein bar and certainly the protein drink space. Uh, that taste and texture portion of plant-based is something that brands need to have addressed. Otherwise, you're only going to get the most loyal, the most dedicated, the most the consumer's willing to sacrifice the most, and you'll lose some of the mainstream appeal that I think Oatly and some of the other brands have been able to capture in their specific categories. So just a week or so ago, uh, IFIC issued a report about plant-based versus dairy-based, in particular as it relates to yogurt, as, as you've mentioned, uh, milk, cheese, and so on. And if you look at the customer, uh, the shopper that's buying plant-based, it is skewed 18 to 34-year-olds. It really isn't hitting the 40-year-olds, the 50-year-olds, the 60-year-olds. Do you think that's going to change? Or with this new generation, that's how plant-based grows versus really converting a 65-year-old person who grew up on milk to a plant-based alternative? I think like many categories out there, it's the next generation of consumers are defining the new reality and the new better for uh, older consumers. Um, I think younger brands have more sensibilities and willingness to go off and have messaging and communication that speaks to new audiences, as opposed to tried and true methodology and benchmarks of what they've done before. We saw that at Under Armour. When I was in Under Armour, we were the brand for the next generation of athletes. Let the older athletes have Nike, God bless them, Adidas, Reebok, knock yourself out. We were going to capture every 15-year-old kid wearing a big logo Under Armour hoodie, waiting for the school bus, waiting for their chance to be the starter on their high school football team. That was the mindset. Why different in food? What, like, why not? Uh, there's a reason why my wife uses TikTok now. It's because my 13, 11, and 9-year-old daughters do. That's great. So, look, do we, we have consumers that stretch the gambit of why plant-based, why Aloha. We have consumers, we have direct feedback. Being a, a digitally first company, I mean, I answer personal emails. We have a system where I go in every morning and decide which of the emails we get to care and Aloha.com, I personally answer. Sometimes it's someone that had a bad order. They wanted a replacement. I'll handle that. Some people say, I love what you stand for. I'll handle that. Some people say, hey, tell me about your, your, your commitment to sustainability. Tell me why you're a B Corp. I'll handle that too. So it's that interconnectivity, that relationship-driven approach that I think really resonates with younger consumers who are very active, socially-minded, conscious of what's going on, not afraid to speak their mind. Um, I'm not surprised that this next generation of consumers is leading the next iteration of innovation when it comes to food and beverage. So when, when you look into your crystal ball, where's Aloha in 10 years from now? Alive and kicking. Uh, uh, Give me more. Give me more. Than I, I, I remember what it was like, Phil, carrying the bags around and deciding which vendor we were going to pay on which day. I mean, I remember being a startup. I told my team last week, we're no longer a startup. Now we're a growth company. Does that mean we forget about what got us here? No. 
We remember the hard moments, the pain points, the two steps back. We remember being told, no, you're not ready or no, we don't like you or, or no, you're never going to be a big thing. So we remember that. We also celebrate the wins, by the way, when people have told us that they like us. Um, 10 years from now, hopefully Aloha is still stimulating the plant-based revolution. Uh, it's still on the right side of food design uh, and progressiveness when it comes to food design. It's still a B Corp, obviously. It's still about sustainability. It's always about transparency. It's giving back to the community, especially communities where we have the most authenticity. Um, and it's something that we all, we who have started this company, uh, can be proud on to say, yeah, we created that and now it's doing more and more good because it's scaled up. Well, congratulations on, on your success. Um, I can't wait for 10 years. Um, and hopefully well before that, you know, Aloha's in everybody's refrigerator, cupboard, uh, everybody's home in the U.S. Thank you. We hope so. And thanks for joining us on Lost in the Supermarket. Thank you, Phil.